0: Hey everyone, I'm Alexa Golden. And I'm Haley Piper. And And together, we are the Gossip Gossip and Gratitude Podcast. Podcast. Tune in each week to get a taste of what life's really like in your 20s. We'll be bringing you all the relatable gossip from getting dumped to landing that first job after college. So sit back, grab some wine, and let's spill some tea. Hey guys, welcome back to Gossip and Gratitude. Yeah, we're here another Monday. This time, we're coming at you with some facts, though, because... There's a lot going on in the world and we care a lot. Yeah, I feel like these last two weeks have been super eye-opening and
1: we've been learning a lot. We've really been taking some time to educate ourselves. And I feel like this whole Black Lives Matter movement and the anti-racism movement has really been important to us because the more we've learned, the more we've realized how important this issue is
0: we want to use this platform for more than just like telling funny stories about our dating lives. Yeah. This is, I think just a huge issue that has being two women of white privilege. There needs to be a change. So,
1: yeah. And I feel like, it's your duty as a white person to educate yourself on these issues because Mm -hmm. we will never understand what it's like to be black in our society. Yeah, obviously. But what we can do is try and educate ourselves on the issues and figure out what we can do to help. Totally. So that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Just sort of what we've learned, our perspective, what you guys
0: can do to help, what we're planning to Mm -hmm. do to help. G&G is a platform. Like we're here to support you and women. And I think the community we have is a great community. And, I mean, we want you all to know that we support Black Lives, Black Lives Matter, and I don't know if it's mean to say, anybody who listens that isn't on that page, like, We bye. don't want you <laughs> in our community, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
1: we've had positive <clears throat> responses, like, we've been posting some stuff on our Instagram page this yeah. past week, things that have really resonated with us, and resources that we really think that you guys can take a lot from, mm-hmm. and we've been getting a lot of good feedback, which just tells us that we have a great community here, yeah. and I think everyone is really inclusive, and totally. we've got listeners from all different backgrounds and we want to make sure that everyone's voice is heard yeah so if you have any other things you want to contribute to this conversation yeah. we welcome dms or emails yeah. we'd love to continue this conversation with you guys mm-hmm. um because it is something that we want to keep talking about yeah. even after this episode going forward we're yeah gonna- this isn't something we're going to just touch on now and then never discuss again in our lives like this I is agree. something we want to continue so
0: No, I agree. So we'll get into it. We've learned a lot. We kind of want to just talk about stuff that we have learned that as to white privilege, women has resonated with us. And Mm -hmm. I think I know just in our community where we live, a lot of our listeners are our friends and family who are also white privilege. Um, I think a lot of these comments and discussions can resonate with them and maybe just... I don't know. I love when I'm on social media and I see somebody or listen to somebody say something and it just like clicks in your brain. I'm like, damn, I love how you said that. Yeah. I think that is an important um, ideology and I want to amplify that voice. So I think that's what our goal is with this episode. I know it's like to teach and to educate
1: other white people. We're not trying to say that we understand what it's like to be black. We're not trying to say we understand what they go through on a day to day basis. But as white people, what can we do? Totally with our privilege let's use it for good yeah so yeah let's start with some gratitude before we really get into the nitty-gritty here okay
0: you want me go first sure (laughs) okay so i am grateful for millennials so y'all i know we get a lot of shit because (laughs) everybody's like "Mm, you're lazy you don't do anything you still live at your parents house oh my god but honestly i'm just so fucking hyped when i get to see how many millennials give a shit about this movement like how many people who are out there making a difference like using your social media for good going to rallies and i just it it excites me so much like i just feel like it's like hope for the next generation like we're gonna like hopefully
1: make some real changes yeah
0: and i just think there's so many of us and i don't know that's made me proud like to just be like damn like i love that the young people give a shit thank you yeah so and i also want to continue to be one of the young people that gives a shit yeah so Exactly. I like that a lot. Hills. Yeah. Thanks. What's um, your gratitude moment, Lex?
1: I am grateful for my family mm-hmm. in the fact that they are really open-minded. So my family is from Saskatchewan, which we were kind of talking about this earlier, that like Saskatchewan and Alberta here in Canada are very... I would say a little bit redneck, yeah. a little bit like you know hillbilly, whitewash. They're not very open to a lot of different cultures and different types of people. I think especially because there's a lot of small towns, so people just don't get exposure to different types of people. So there's a lot of racists, a lot of homophobic people. Yeah, um, it's really similar. I feel like in a lot of ways to like the Southern United yeah. States. And so my family's from small town Saskatchewan, like my entire family. Mm-hmm. But I'm really lucky in the fact that like my grandparents and like my parents are very open minded and they've really, you know, got with the times. Taught and you learned, well Yeah. And, and, and they, they never held prejudices, even though they never really had a lot of exposure to those different types of people. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're very like left wing in their thinking. So I was never having to worry about like having to have a conversation with my grandpa about race like and not seeing yeah and having to argue like it was never like that and i've seen a lot of people like right now online especially talking about having to have difficult conversations with their family members Mm -hmm. and people saying like i've had to cut people out of my life right now Mm -hmm. because i've realized that like they hold these prejudices and like i'm just
0: really lucky that i have come from a family that is supportive of all people yeah i agree and it just we're here to promote that and i think that is a huge thing yeah um, but also if you do live in a family who where there are people who are prejudiced, um, I think it is also important as a white privileged individual to continue to push the envelope and have that conversation. Exactly.
1: I actually saw a quote, it was the information we have to give is more important than our feelings. And I think that's so important because I think a lot of white people right now currently are feeling like really uncomfortable and awkward and it's like it's because we feel good. Guilty in a sense mm-hmm. that we've let this go on for so long, and that we haven't said anything before. And yeah, it's our fault that we haven't come to this revolution yeah. sooner. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are feeling all those different emotions, and it's like you need to put your feelings aside and put yeah. your emotions aside, and that's not what matters educate. here. That's yeah. what we need to educate ourselves. We need to do things that make a difference, and you yeah. just need to have those uncomfortable conversations and stand up for black people or other people of color who can't who can't stand up for themselves in situations so we'll talk a little bit more about that but that's kind of like
0: the reasoning
1: behind this i feel like yeah
0: no i think it's a big thing i think i think as a white person looking at this movement i feel like i can't imagine that frustration as a white person i think it is important to find how you can contribute to this whole movement totally. so i think that's kind of where this is coming from we both have felt very passionately about this over the past couple yeah. weeks
1: we've really been trying in ways yeah. that i feel like i haven't tried before totally and i think that for a lot of people it's like oh like jumping on the bandwagon but it doesn't matter that this is the first time you've ever tried to really
0: educate yourself as long yeah. as you're doing it now with good intention with good intention yeah. exactly and i think okay i kind of want to start off with this topic because Um, This is on my brain. And I know this is something we talked about. So I feel like, okay, I also grew up in a family where my parents taught me like, you will never be racist. Like that is not who we are. That is not what we do. But growing up, I never thought of anti-racism yeah i always was like well i'm not racist like
1: yeah i'm nice to i'm everybody. nice to
0: everybody i want everybody to be involved but that is not i i have understood from this movement in the past two weeks that that's not the point mm-hmm. like you need to be anti-racist totally. so it, the one of the key takeaways that i have learned is just being, like being quietly being quiet non-racist. yes is just as bad as being racist because i'm making no difference no. by me being quiet no i agree i think that a lot of white people they like to say like oh well, i'm not racist yeah but i have what black they, friends
1: but what they really mean is that they don't intend to be racist and mm-hmm. our intent is irrelevant in this whole thing mm-hmm. it's about the impact of our actions i agree so you might say like oh i i'm not racist like but it's just you don't want to be racist you don't mean to be racist mm-hmm. but maybe you still portray certain biases and certain actions that are racist yeah that contribute to the racist system in our society. So I think that it's not enough like you said, to just be non racist, you Mm -hmm. have to actually be actively anti racist. And that's kind of what we're learning right now. And I think growing up for us in a white community, and I'm not trying to make excuses for like fucking racist white people, but Mm -hmm. when you grow up in a white community, it can make it really easy to hold those biases and some certain prejudices towards people of color, even if it's not something that you consciously think.
0: I agree. Because
1: you've just grown up that way your entire life and your Mm -hmm. parents have grown up that way and it just has been passed down for generations. Mm -hmm. So like for example I had all white dolls as a kid. Yeah. My parents never bought that me, like, huge. a black doll or an Asian doll or any other. Like, it, they were all white. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the the shows that I watched on TV were about white Yeah, Family people. Channel. Think of
0: exactly. all of those like, shows you
1: watched. It was just the way that I was brought up. And it's not that my parents were consciously trying to be racist. racist they were but subconsciously, they weren't exposing me to different yeah. cultures and trying to teach me about mm-hmm. racism. Like, we never had active conversations about it yeah so i think that that's
0: a thing to remember when you're trying to understand white privilege i think so too and it's like nowadays like i'm sure okay i know this movement has been around for years and years and i know the concept of anti-racism has been around for years and years and i think I am embarrassed that I'm just figuring that out now, but Mm -hmm. also grateful that that is one thing I can take away and change going forward. But I think it is just being consciously anti-racist like in everyday life. Now, I'm going to go forward and and just I think it's going to be a thought Mm -hmm. and I kind of was thinking about this the other day how like in life I'm always working to better myself in my health my wellness I'm like okay how am I gonna better my mental health how am I gonna blah blah blah, blah, you know like be better in this area but I never before thought like I need to be better in my anti-racist area yeah so that like has and that's just all part of the white privilege like you never thought you never had to think about that yeah so that's something that I'm like okay, that is a change that I wanna make. need to make going forward. That is something totally. I need to incorporate in my everyday life. Yeah. And I think that is like a huge message here because it's not good enough to just think, oh, I'm not racist. That's a black person issue. They have to fight for their, like, you know, yeah. that's fucked up for me to just be like, yeah, they get discriminated upon, but like there's nothing I can do about that. Exactly. Like that's fucked up. And I
1: think another thing too that's really important it's a huge first step for a lot of people and i know probably for us too yeah it's like admitting to yourself that you have held subconscious biases towards people of other races like i have always tried to treat people with kindness but that doesn't mean that i've had like a bias towards someone or stereotype someone yeah like and i'll admit it and i think that that's a huge step is admitting
0: that, yeah, I have fucking white privilege and I yeah. carried a bias towards other people. Literally. Like I've never, I've never been, I've never had to feel the fears that they've had to feel, mm-hmm. which is, that's crazy. That's crazy. I've never even had to have those thoughts, you yeah, know, and exactly. that that's just part of their life. Yeah. And
1: so I think if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, like I don't have those biases and I don't have those prejudices, like mm-hmm. take a real look at you know your life and Mm -hmm. the things you've thought in your life like if you've ever driven into a neighborhood and you've seen a bunch of black people and thought oh this must be a rough neighborhood that is a racial prejudice or a Mm -hmm. racial bias and i'm sure a lot of people have had those things or if you've ever been walking down the street and a black man is coming towards you have you ever felt a little bit nervous for literally no reason Mm -hmm. other than you have a racial bias because that's just the way you've been taught Mm -hmm. like I'm sure a lot of us have had those instances in our life and I think it's you need to acknowledge it Mm -hmm.
0: and realize that you need to change your thinking. I agree and just because you say you are not racist doesn't mean that you might not have those subconscious racial bias. Exactly. Okay so I kind of wanted to talk about an interesting story that I saw which kind of plays into this Mm -hmm. plays into the white privilege aspect of stuff. So i think lex shared it originally it was an instagram video of her name is patrice washington let me just so she is at seek wisdom pcw Um, she is an author and founder and ceo of seek wisdom find wealth so she is a very successful lady Um, she had a story that I just kind of want to repeat some of the bits and pieces and this ties into white privilege. So basically she was asked to be on the Dr. Oz show. Um, she was, I think it was in Chicago. I'm not really sure exactly where she was, but anyway, she was in a hotel. She got in an elevator and as she was going down the elevator, other individuals had proceeded to get in the elevator, all being white. She was the only black lady in the elevator. And, um, there were other women in the elevator as well. So they get to the bottom and...
1: An a, gentleman. Gentleman. <laughs> yeah. now don't don't a gentleman yeah not even call him a gentleman yeah <laughs> exactly what the fuck
0: an, old, an white, old white man nasty guy yeah turns and says ladies first and these two women proceed to get off the elevator and then he or patrice proceeds to get off the elevator and he puts out his umbrella saying Blocking i said her. yeah not letting her get off the elevator and saying i said ladies first and she was in shock obviously because basically
1: because implying that she's not a lady. a lady, not a freaking human. Yeah. So she
0: was in shock and didn't say anything because, uh, to be honest, say in that yeah. situation, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I could not imagine. In the situation, it shouldn't have been her fight to fight. It should have been the other people in the elevators yeah. speaking the other, up for her.
1: All the other white people in the elevator did nothing and they just got off the elevator yeah. and didn't say a single thing. Yeah. And for her, she just said that. that almost hurt more than the comment from the man because nobody's fought for her totally and I think that's such an important point because when you're in dealing with somebody who is like very clearly a racist yes a black person trying to like defend themselves is not going to change their mind no that's not going to do anything because they don't already they already don't see that person mm-hmm. as even worthy of like speaking to them basically yeah. so like they can't change the mind of that person but you as a white, ally
0: that's your responsibility that's your responsibility
1: to speak up for that person and say hey that's not right
0: yeah because that is it exactly like how is she and why does she even need to argue that she is a lady and a human like why in the hell would that even why that just makes no sense yeah so i think it is that is that is to a t white privilege that is where we need to come in and step up and that's where our voices come from because how fucking frustrating would that be as a black person having somebody just hating you and being so rude and, and disrespectful by standing just not doing a thing yeah. about it and the
1: thing is too is like i feel like we're taught as kids if you see somebody bullying someone you don't just you're just as bad if you let, yeah. let it happen and just stand there and watch and don't yeah. intervene or a teacher or whoever mm-hmm. and it's the same with this like you're just as bad as the person who is yeah. saying the racist things if you just do nothing about it literally and i feel like for both of us it, that video really made us think about what we would do if
0: we were ever faced with a similar situation yeah. in the future yeah really like that really resonated because i can't imagine feeling that helpless mm-hmm. and how and how that would feel to have a another person talk down to you so yeah like aggressively and then you feeling like why do I have to justify my existence a why do I even like how do I even get that message across like you'd feel just so defeated I can't imagine how that feels so totally I think that really resonated in like what our role needs to be knowing what black people would feel in this situation and I don't want to take away from their fight in this because they need to talk about their stories they don't need to be justifying to a white person yeah like that's my role they just they need to talk about what they've been through yeah and voice how they feel and it's my role to communicate that their are feeling yeah. exactly that message and to their help amplify their voices. Yes. So one thing that I learned a lot from
1: was watching the documentary, the 13th <clears throat> on Netflix, right. and it just really talks about how deep rooted this issue really goes. Mm. And by this issue, I'm kind of talking a little bit more specifically about the police brutality that is happening. And that's what I mean, really sparked this entire movement obviously, it was because Recently. of the murder of George Floyd and the murder of all the other innocent black people who've lost their lives to police officers. Mm-hmm. And I just learned that the biggest issue really is how terrible this justice system is and how police are using their authority in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of fucked up because I honestly personally have always been a little nervous around police when I'm driving around because I'm always like, oh God, like what if my tail lights out or like what if I like forgot to stop at a stop sign and they pull me over and I get a ticket.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: like- I can't even imagine being a black person and screw getting a ticket. Yeah. How about getting fucking killed? Yeah. Like, I that is another fucking white example of white privilege. Like, oh, yeah. I've never had to think, oh my God, I could lose my life no. because of this police officer no. pulling me over right now. Yeah. Like, I'm more concerned about money, which is doesn't money yeah. is nothing in the grand scheme. Like, yeah, no, it's, no, it's just so, so
0: eye opening when you really think about it that way. Um, Patrice also made a point saying how. Like, okay, so a lot of black people are already fucking terrified to get pulled over by a cop, yeah. so when you're in that situation and you are in like fight or flight response because you're so scared, yeah, like how like she was even saying she's like, if they start to tell me to do something that I know is wrong, like get like I don't know exactly police protocol, yeah, but she said in a situation, if somebody if I was scared for my life like how am i supposed to comply with what you're saying yeah you know like how am i supposed to i don't know i think that is like frozen in fear exactly or totally you're in fight or flight mode like it's just well the other thing too
1: is like half the time the people are just trying to comply with the police and they freaking reach into their pocket to grab their license because they were asked to give their license and then they get they think it's a gun and then they go to shoot them
0: and it's like george floyd lost his life over something so outrageous as a twenty dollar counterfeit bill yeah like we were talking about this earlier actually i posted
1: this on my instagram story about i forget the guy's name but he was a white man mm -hmm. and he said that he too was also investigated for allegedly spending a counterfeit twenty dollar bill and he said for him it's a funny story that he tells at
0: parties and for george floyd it cost him his life and that's white privilege yeah literally to a t i feel like there's been situations where you've had a run-in with the cops and it's a funny story now like oh i got a public indecency ticket oh i got this or that or this whereas like i don't think any black person has a funny story with a cop no it's not funny it's not funny like it's scary so i think that is a good point and i think also we you were talking telling me about the 13th Mm -hmm. and how the justice system in the u.s basically once a black person is convicted is that the word convicted of a crime at a young age like it is so hard to get out of that justice system yeah and you no longer have the right to vote
1: it's harder to get a job yeah and i think too it's hard because black people have been criminalized in the media and by politicians for so long Mm -hmm. that it these policemen are not educated enough and they're just brought up with these beliefs that like black people are criminals Mm -hmm. and that's why like it's all stemmed from this and i think it's so hard too because it's that whole like systemic racism thing where like they come from a past where they came from nothing so it's Mm -hmm. so hard for black the black community in general to get out of like poverty and to Mm -hmm. get out of a system
0: where they don't have the same chances as white people yeah when there's a foot holding them down when the justice system is literally like finding a loophole to silence them yeah and and to them
1: and i know and i think one thing too that i was really eye-opening with this whole thing is Mm -hmm. like some people have the mindset of oh well if they just work hard they can get themselves out of the situation and i'm like no they fucking can't because they've been oppressed for generations and generations and it's like a young black kid goes to a school that's Mm -hmm. in his district but his district is more of a poverty stricken district so the school is not going to have the same types of programs and funding as a a richer white neighborhood Mm -hmm. school is going to have so he's already going to be getting a lesser education Mm -hmm. it's going to be way harder for him to get into any kind of university because of that and Mm -hmm. he also his family probably can't afford to send him to really nice ones so it's like a whole chain of events that Mm -hmm. that plan someone's life out before they even have the chance like it's not we don't have
0: the same chances I, I agree and I also can't imagine how it would feel like the how discouraging it would feel knowing all the odds are against you exactly like knowing that no matter how hard I work or how hard I try the risk of me like getting this all taken away is just the same like even patrice was saying she's like i am so educated i am rich i am checking off all these boxes that racists don't believe that i can check off yeah yet they still don't give me the time of day yeah yet i still have the same fears as a criminal getting pulled over by a cop yeah you know like it's just even how hard they work I, I hate that saying that like oh it's because they don't work hard i think that exactly. is just absolutely that's white privilege fucked. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that is so true no i think it's interesting i was trying to learn about the systemic racism because i was hearing about that and i just wasn't really sure exactly what that meant yeah but i listened to the podcast 1619 and they explain it very well on how the u.s economy is built off the slave trade the cotton plantations worked and how the entire u.s wealth was in in the slaves as the workforce like they it just yeah. i'm not going to go too context. far into it because i will butcher that and i don't want <laughs> i'm not a good historian but i learned so much and i just learned how how important it is to educate yourself where your money is going so basically i kind of wanted to just talk about this in today's sense where the money that you spend might be going to support racist people, racist groups, and you might not even be aware of that. Um, For example, I know there is a lot of, well, I actually just found this out this week and I was pretty shocked by it. Uh, I'm sure you all have heard about the Wendy's controversy going on. Basically, they donated to good old donald trump's 2020 re-election campaign um i'm not going to go into politics obviously i'm not a trump supporter obviously i'm canadian so i don't
1: we don't vote in that but trump
0: has been fucking racist in his yeah i don't there's lots of evidence that he's racist so we'll just yeah we don't support trump we'll just say it we don't care yes (laughs) we do not support (laughs) no so i think um so i'm just going to list off a couple companies that i looked into that do support him and And I know a lot of people will be like, well, if they support Trump, like, what? That doesn't mean anything about racism. But he also... if you support Trump, you support racism. I agree because he has done nothing to be anti-racist. He's done a lot to be racist. And he keeps the suppression of black... Or sorry, not suppression. Oppression of black people continually. He
1: hasn't tried to help them. Like, he's helped some black people get jobs. But that's just because he's helped Americans in general get jobs. He hasn't done anything
0: specifically to help the black community. Okay, so basically... These are a couple of companies that are using the dollars that they receive from you to support, support Trump. Trump. So Wendy's, um, Taco Bell, interesting, heartbreaking. WWE, really? Yeah. Oh God. Um, UFC. Let's see. Molson Coors Brewing Company, Estee Lauder. Really? I didn't know that one. Yeah. And CVS Pharmacy. Um, so basically, I just think it's important to know where your dollars are going. Um, yeah. I actually had wanted to look on the other side of this and see what companies were supporting Black Lives Matter. Matter. Um, I wanted to say Disney, Coca-Cola. I also found this website that I really liked, aside from some of the bigger companies that support the Black Lives Matter movement. There are, it is important to support small companies in your, I guess, where you live. And um, I found this website called afrobiz.com. Um, And you can go on it. It's a Canadian website. And basically you can click where you live and it gives you a list of like, say I click on Edmonton um, and then it goes to another page where it'll be like, what kind of, you know, what am I in the mood for? Am I going out to eat? Am I going shopping? Am I going to a play? Am I going if I do I need a financial advisor? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can click into that and it gives you it directs you to black people in your society in in the edmonton area who provide those services so you can make a conscious effort to to support support them black businesses yeah so i think i think that is a cool way to support um aside from just posting on social media i think it is also important to post on social media because it is a good movement but i think that was a cool thing and i think it's like you need to be aware where your money's going i would feel like a fucking asshole if i if i was you know putting my money somewhere and it was going to support
1: racism racism i don't (laughs) with that being said let's just kind of discuss a few options of what you guys can do and what we've been doing to make a difference right now yes so i know donations are a huge thing right now there's a ton of different organizations that support black communities and help those people who need it there's lots of uh different organizations that also help to get like protesters who've been arrested like out mm-hmm. of jail yeah, and all Chrissy Tegan. Get it yeah go. so i think that's awesome so we'll leave some links down below for you guys to find uh places to donate there's also lots of petitions that you guys can sign i know i personally and i'm sure you too yeah. have been signing a lot of petitions lately mm-hmm. to help get justice for a lot of these people who have lost their lives from police brutality. Mm -hmm. I know protests are another thing. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but if you feel comfortable doing it, Mm -hmm. I think going to a rally or a protest is another really great way to show some support. There's also a lot of emails you can send to different uh, people of authority that are able to make those changes. You can like email your mayor or your MLA and you can, you know, voice your concerns and what
0: you want to see. I think that's really important. I think if you were an influencer, this is your time. Mm -hmm. Um, That is exactly what your title is. You need to influence people. So you need to get that message out there and use your platform responsibly and respectively. Um, Hold people accountable in your life. Call them out. Challenge their views. Don't just sit back when Uncle Jimmy is saying racist shit. That is not okay. I agree. I think
1: that you do need to stand up in those situations. And I think you also just need to keep the conversation going. Like have a Mm -hmm. discussion with your friends, your families, your coworkers, your children, I think is a huge thing. Like that is the
0: most important. Totally. I think think
1: one thing I've really taken from this is I don't want, I know my parents never consciously were like, let's whitewash our kids' lives. But I want to make a conscious effort to make sure that like I'm buying books for my kids that show kids of all different races. I want to buy toys for my kids that show different races. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to them about it and Mm -hmm. have a discussion about racism and tell them that it's a, thing and teach them ways that they can be inclusive and And anti-racist and and stand up for other kids and like I think that's so important to like bring up the next
0: generation 100% agree differently than ever before I agree I think it's just such a naive thing to say I think I've heard a lot of people being like I can't believe we still have this issue in 2020 like that is the most naive thing to say because this issue continues because of us exactly Like because I am not I haven't made this move to anti-racism yet or before and so I think that is a naive thing to say totally. and that's just putting your head in the sand being like oh i can't believe other people are still being racist Like, yeah what?
1: and if you have that mindset i think there's two things you can do if you're starting from square one you know like nothing about racism and you have had that mindset They're like oh there's like racism in the world yeah like, what yeah like i think the first thing to do is to take some time to look at yourself and mm-hmm. how you grew up and realize the biases you have realize your privilege and understand your relationship with mm-hmm. racism and then educate yourself understand the history and why this is important and google it read some articles there's so many resources out there right now it's like google yeah everything is right there for you (laughs) so i don't think there's any excuse after especially this huge movement happening currently right now i think there's no excuse to not be educated on the issue and if you haven't taken time to educate yourself yet Mm -hmm. i think that says a lot about your privilege and your stance and i think that if you
0: really care about it you need to Do it now. (laughs) I agree. I also think a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's so controversial, but it's not controversial in the slightest. If anybody Mm -hmm. is an SNL fan, okay, his name's Michael Che from, Michael Che, yeah, from SNL. Okay. He said this, he had a little tiny comedy skit and this like sums it up so perfectly. Basically, how is this a controversial topic when black people are just asking to be acknowledged that they matter? Love the gays, but he says, gays are fighting for equality. And black people are just fighting to matter. He also made a point about how society wants black people to get over their trauma. They have gone through so much. And by saying, oh, slavery happened 400 years ago. We've come so far. Or how the news will move on from a death of a black human by a police shooting in a matter of weeks. But white people will say 9-11. Never forget.
1: Yeah, it's Isn't true. that crazy? It's that so really true. resonated with me. I think that's also like a huge point, too, because... A lot of people are like, I don't see color and like yeah. all lives matter. And it's like, fuck you, because you need to acknowledge the the shit that's happening yes. and realize that it's wrong. You can't just ignore yeah. and
0: pretend it's not there. Um, he also made a comment about that saying, if your wife came up to you and said, honey, do you love me? And then your husband said. Honey, I love everybody. Like, that's... Fu- what? You'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, bye. I loved how he said it because he's a comedian. I love all the comedians coming to support because I just think they they have such a good way, a poetic way of putting it into perspective to add the ridiculousness that this people think that this is a political issue or yeah. that this is controversial.
1: Yeah, like totally. That is absurd. I think now that this has all happened i think people are wondering like what's next and yeah. i even thought that too like a few days ago i'm like so how do we know that like we have beat racism yeah which i don't know if you can like fully beat racism yeah. like, i don't think that's the thing but i'm like how do we know that like this this, this movement is, has worked yeah. like how do we know that like we did it
0: that's a good point
1: and so one thing that i've really been educating myself on a lot about is defunding the police and i think that's a Ooh. huge thing right now that the whole a lot of these protests mm-hmm. is because people are wanting to defund the police. Mm-hmm. So I really encourage you to just Google it, like literally just type in defund Kay. the police and you will get tons of resources. That's how I learned and read up on it because I was super confused about this whole thing. And I'm like, how would we have a society with no police? police? Like how would there be like order? Like I yeah. didn't understand. Yeah. Which again, white privilege. Mm-hmm. me thinking that way. Um, so I just wanted to really quickly touch on it. I mean, obviously do your own research, but defunding the police doesn't mean getting rid of all authority and police fully. It basically yeah. just means like taking the money that is, because go- there's lots of money that goes towards the police yeah, yeah. and justice system. So instead of putting all that money towards police, you basically take some of that money and put it into other social programs that can help people in ways mm. that police can't. Hmm. So for example, let's say somebody calls 311 because they're having a mental health crisis. Right. So- Currently, you the police might come and intervene, mm-hmm. and that's not going to help anybody, yeah. right? Yeah, that's So not- if you were to defund the police, you'd have more funds going to mental health workers, people mm-hmm. who are specialized in mental health. And if someone was to call in a crisis, those people would be the ones that would come out and help that person and get them the necessary help and resources that they need to stay safe. Okay, cool. Or, for example... If you had a homeless person that was sleeping in a public area and someone called it in and was like, hey, there's a homeless person here. Mm -hmm. Instead of a police officer coming and kicking them out of the area Mm -hmm. and like being like, hey, get out of here, like whatever. Mm -hmm. They would send like a city employee to come and check on them and help them find a shelter or Mm. find some food. And it actually will help those people. Or, for example, someone's driving and they have a burnt out headlight. And instead of a police officer pulling them over, giving them a ticket giving them shit for having a burnt out headlight, they would have a city employee pulling them over and saying, Hey, you have a burnt out headlight. That's dangerous. Let me help you change it. That's
0: crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like it's It's basically just
1: funding social programs instead of funding police. So you'd have less police and you'd still have some type of a police in situations where you really needed it. Yeah. But it's for most situations, you don't even need police,
0: which I was so shocked when I really started reading these examples. I was like, that's right actually like yeah. you don't need police in so many situations hmm. that's interesting i didn't know that and i'm gonna definitely look into that after this
1: like once this media coverage on the black lives matter movement subsides and mm-hmm. once everyone stops posting every day on instagram yes. about it like we need to not just stop talking about it we totally. need to keep the conversation going and figure out ways in our day-to-day life that we can improve and continue yeah. to grow
0: i think also yeah like each person you have your own way to be able to contribute. Like I like, I've been seeing those posts where it's like, find the lane that works for you. Mm-hmm. If you like to say you are a platform for women empowerment, maybe you find a way to continue to keep that conversation going in that area. Maybe you are a fitness instructor. How are How can I keep that content, that conversation going in that area? I'm a teacher to kids. Like I think that there's so many ways that this needs to be worked into our day-to-day lives and it is a responsibility now like you know now that this is an issue yeah and that anti-racism needs to keep going so it would just be you being ignorant and going back to your old ways i guess if you just don't make these changes like like if you just ignore it now that you really understand it yeah
1: and i think there's so many small things you can do even as an individual Mm -hmm. i think diversifying your life so following more people of color on your instagram feed listening to more podcasts that are from people of color i think reading more books and things like that like not even about history and learning but even just like an author who is black yeah that wrote a fictional book about something non-related to them being black like even just supporting those people Mm -hmm. and i know like some some people don't even like look at that type of stuff but i just think it's important to like make a conscious effort because i know even i was thinking the other day and i was like damn like most of the youtubers that i watch are white yeah and i just that was a subconscious thing i didn't purposely like i'm not watching any videos of black people like that's not what it was at all it's kind of like now that i understand that that's a a bias that i had i'm gonna make more of a conscious effort to
0: support creators of all races i was always just be like i'm gonna only support women but why am i not even broadening that into making a more conscious effort to yeah i, I feel like diversifying your feet is huge right now yeah
1: i think that's a huge thing i think other things too everyone's donating to a lot of causes right now but like why can't you make a regular donation like once a month or once every two For months you make a donation doesn't yeah. have to be just now volunteering and then like all goes back to what you said earlier too like speak with your money
0: Oh, so important! Like literally, the brands that support the
1: same things that you support.
0: Like, there's so many. I feel like there's probably so many restaurants where you live that you might not even know. Maybe it's your fave restaurant, and it is a black-owned restaurant. Like, make the conscious effort to go there more. Or even, I think this came up. I was listening to a podcast, and they discussed about uh, beauty beauty brands who do and don't make a conscious effort to be anti-racist. And I Fenty Beauty is such a good example. Like, fucking buy all Fenty Beauty because yeah. she makes, Rihanna, makes such an effort totally to be inclusive. Because, like... Yeah, and then you have other brands who have, like, three shades of foundation. Yeah. And it's, like, clearly
1: that is not How's inclusive to people with different skin tones. Exactly. So then don't support those makeup brands. Like, yeah. it's all... I think that's such a huge thing because I don't think a lot of people even think about that. They're like, oh, I like that product. I'm going to buy it. But you're like, yeah, but are you- you're supporting that company. Exactly. Like, I know a lot of people, like me included, mm-hmm. I stopped supporting Kat Von D because of certain yeah. beliefs and things that she had. Mm-hmm. So why should I not do the same for yeah. other companies with different beliefs?
0: I agree because if you're voting with your dollars, that makes such a huge statement. If that company is not receiving your money, they can't continue. Yeah, And the companies who... Are receiving your money that's that's growing them like yeah. you are, i think you it's are, just important to do the research and really yeah. see
1: where their stance is and i think like you said it's easy right now because you can click on their profile on instagram and see what have they been doing right now during this whole movement exactly what have they been doing to make a difference
0: i agree i think that is a huge thing i think it's crazy that people think that this is controversial this is human rights exactly like you shouldn't be humans. worried to post that you support black lives like that's just that's just. That's just that should even be a question i should just i don't know i just can't make words but that just, just should be a known thing like i shouldn't have to be like do you support black lives do you think black lives matter like yeah. i shouldn't have to ask Some worry that. that a brand doesn't do that yeah i'm not over here trying to be all high and mighty i realize as a white person i have a long way to go as well yeah, and we I, admit
1: that we admit that we're still learning we're still listening we're still growing yeah and i think that we've started those steps like i said we've acknowledged the white privilege we're doing our research, we're educating, we're trying in the best way that we can. And for us right now, the best way that we can is to use this platform yeah. for greater change.
0: I agree. I and think- we hope that
1: even if this podcast episode inspired one person mm-hmm. to like do some further
0: research or made one person think about their white privilege, like that's what matters. I agree. And I, and like we said, we want to always be a space for this and keep the conversation going. So if somebody has a, um, different perspective that they want to discuss with us or stuff that we've missed I would love to have further conversations yeah. I think I think another thing that is happening too and um, this is another white privilege thing where a lot of white people are hitting up their black friends right now being like hey want to come on my this want to come on my that you know like yeah. let me and I think that that can sometimes be tone deaf i think obviously it is important to let that like let all black people have their discuss their feelings and have their voice but don't use this to grow your platform yeah like don't use don't this be to be like capitalize. hey look i have a black friend like it's yeah. not
1: about it like that's not what this that's is the about because we discuss that we're like are we as two white girls like is it
0: do we have a say Do we have
1: a say in this like is it okay that we do this podcast episode mm-hmm. and i'm like 100%. I'm not going to reach out to girls I know who are black just because they're black and black I can prove like, I need that. like yeah. oh look it
0: yeah because that's not what this is about no this is about us white privileged individuals needing to acknowledge our white privilege to discuss how we need to change because black people do not need to be burdened with that yeah. they don't need to come on here and no. be like they're tired Yo. they've been yeah.
1: trying to say this for so long that like we don't need them to teach us shit we can no. teach it to
0: ourselves we it's as a white person that is our responsibility yeah. now to Stop teach other their white responsibility. this
1: whole movement is I think gonna spin out a huge positive because i think it's made a lot of people Mm -hmm. think in ways they've never thought before and yeah we hope that you guys have also maybe had a change of perspective these last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and we hope that we've been able to help shed a little bit of light on areas that maybe you haven't thought of yet yeah and
0: feel free to call us out too because if we're continuing on something on this episode let us know (laughs) we want to continue to learn i know we know we're not perfect but we both agree that we are not going to not say something because
1: we'd rather say something and say it wrong than not say something at all yeah so we're here to learn and we're here to grow
0: yeah so yeah
1: that's it guys we'll talk to you next week okay
0: bye